Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that, like its producer, is aging well with a hint of paprika and an essence of martini olives. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining pipe-smoking broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine, and it is a packed show tonight. Packed, packed, packed. Why? Because, well, let's get through the basics. Uh, Pipe parts. I'm going to go into my own Disney Tabacchiana collection and explain some of the research and some of the details behind it, and it kind of ties in a little bit to a uh, a commencement speech that I heard on Saturday. My guest tonight is Marshall Butch Armstrong. Butch is now writing for PipesMagazine.com. We're going to talk to him about music and uh, writing and pipe smoking and all that fun stuff. Uh, In music, two two count them two pieces of music for tonight's show one for hanukkah and one for uh stevie ray vaughn newly elected to the rock and roll hall of fame and uh mailbag and rant not sure what i'm going to do for the rant yet got a couple of options so we'll keep those open until the end of the show Uh, I do want to say a belated happy birthday to the old man listening on the other end of this broadcast. Yeah, Kevin Godby had a birthday over the weekend, and apparently there is a shortage of uh, liquid beverages. We'll just call them that in uh, the greater St. Pete area. Also spent the weekend celebrating my son's graduation from college. Yes, the newly minted bachelors of science in uh, elementary education so had family in town and really just was just hanging out with family and doing all that stuff for four days so that was fun and got to see him get all graduated and stuff uh kind of interesting to see the took a picture and i posted on facebook of the kid when we went up for the tour of the campus just over five years ago and now all graduated right in front of the same sign sign hasn't changed much kids gotten bigger on a uh, more somber note we lost uh paulo becker over the weekend great pipe maker true gentleman and uh just a kind-hearted spirit always a pleasure to see him at the chicago pipe show so i'd like to ask all of you who are sitting back and relaxing with a pipe to dedicate this bowl in memory of paulo becker And I'll invite you all to sit back, relax, fire up that bowl now, and thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company, because here we go. Hi, this is Kevin Godby, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog in the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> In fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at smokingpipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes, I smoke them. 
Gotta run. <laughs> Just log on to smokingpipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are smokingpipes.com. I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meerschaum pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MeershamStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including calabash, claws, dragons, horror, even a sexy series. MeershamStore.com, the most trusted Meersham store for 50 years. Welcome back. In uh, just a few minutes, Butch will be on the phone with me. But for now, let's talk about my Disney Tabacchiana collection. And all of this can be viewed on Facebook at Disney Tabacchiana, T-O-B-A-C-C-I-A-N-A collection. Just go on to Facebook and search that, or Kevin's going to put a link to the article that uh, Fred Brown did on Walt Disney, and there's a link to my collection on there. So... Go on Facebook or check out PipesMagazine.com and right there in the show page. So, the beginning of the collection. Um, I love Disney. We all know that. I've smoked my first pipe at Walt Disney World in 1988. Talked about that before. In 2002, I saw a couple of these uh, pipes that were stamped Walt Disney World at pipe shows. And I thought, alright, what a great way to combine two different passions into one and i also couldn't afford to create a collection of high grade straight grain whatever so here's a chance for me to put my own special mark on the collection now let's go back and dispel a few myths one none of them are pipes that walt disney himself smoked as far as i know the only time that walt smoked a pipe was when he was a young man in kansas city and he smoked a corncob pipe in one picture, and then in another picture from the Alice comedies, he's smoking a briar pipe. Uh, Walt was a dedicated, lifelong cigarette smoker. So none of those, none of these pipes are related to Walt personally. Everything in the collection refers to the two tobacco shops. There was a full there were full service tobacco shops on both main streets, one at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World in Florida, and one at Disneyland in Southern California. Uh, that shop at Disneyland in Southern California I was very familiar with because I worked on Main Street and used to go into that shop. Both shops were completely full-service shops, and as they were described in the guidebooks, which I have pictures of the guidebooks on the uh, on the fan page for the Disney Tabacchiana collection, uh, in Disneyland it was described as tobaccos and smoking accessories from around the world, and at Walt Disney World it was described as fine cigars, tobacco, cigarettes, pipes, and accessories. Now, we go back in time to when Walt opened Disneyland in 1955, where there were some shops on Main Street that were put there because Walt felt a Main Street needed to have that. Uh, very simple. There was a pharmacy, a full-service Up John pharmacy that also sold basic over-the-counter stuff and uh, you know things that you might need during your day in the park, like Band-Aids or aspirin, stuff like that. Uh, one of my favorite shops from opening day at Disneyland was the Wizard of Bras. 
And yes, a woman could go in and get a specially fitted made bra for her right there on Main Street. So uh, there was a clock shop and there there were a ton of other shops that didn't really translate into what we would consider now as traditional theme park or souvenir shops. But Walt wanted to create a real environment. That was the times that the Walt was living in. Uh, both tobacco shops completely gone from Main Street by 1991, and then the selection of tobacco products dwindled down to under the counter. To now, there is no tobacco products being sold whatsoever inside Disney parks. Uh, the only place that you'll find the basic cigarettes and one kind of pipe tobacco and some basic cigars are at the hotel gift shops outside of the parks. All right, let's talk a little bit, and I'm running out of time, so maybe we'll do this in two parts, but we'll talk a little bit about some of the other products that they sold because it was full-service tobacco shops. Uh, not only did they sell uh, mass-distributed cigars and machine-made cigars, but they also had their own line of premium cigars that were banded and marked for Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And one of my favorite things that I like to mention about this, and keep in, keep in mind this is the Times, the 1970s, I have in the collection a box, a cigar box that's from Walt Disney World, and the wax paper insert inside the box of cigars gives mail order instructions to reorder these cigars through the mail if you like them. So Disney was doing this, not only selling them in the parks, but they were doing them mail order. Uh, The other thing that I really enjoy is the pack of cigarettes that I have that are silkscreened with the Walt Disney World logo right on the box. So imagine you're going through a Disney park and you can now get a logoed pack of cigarettes as your souvenir. Uh, Hard to believe... that something like that would happen now. Uh, going forward to the pipe tobacco. The pipe tobacco was basically what we call bulk tobacco. It was tobaccos that were sold out of a jar, and you could either buy them in a pouch size, a small can, or a large can. And they had three basic pouches. I think they had a natural, an aromatic, and a Latakia blend. And the the packaging changed over time, but you could... the 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 person working in the tobacco shop, the cast member there, would show you the uh, would would let you smell the blend and maybe sample a little bit out of a bowl. And then, if you wanted to buy a pouch, it was a certain price, a small tin or a large tin, or depending on how they were selling it. But they actually had what would be considered now bulk tobaccos or custom blended tobaccos sitting there in their tobacco shops. Uh, lighters and ashtrays were abundant. It, in the parks. You could buy a lighter, you could buy an ashtray, and I have some of them in the collection for you to look at. A couple other souvenir related things, uh, in uh, African artifact pipes, Uh, I've got a couple of Indian peace pipes with the Disneyland or Disney World logo on them. So they also had souvenirs that were intended for kids, yes, intended for kids to play cowboys and Indians with, and take them home. They were not intended for smoking whatsoever. All right, next week or in two weeks, uh, we'll go into the pipes and the research on the pipes and the pipe accessories. But in the meantime, if you want to go take a look at the collection, go to Facebook 
and go to the Disney Tabacchiana collection, or you can follow the link through the uh, through the links on the show page, and it'll get you there. Read all the articles, and we'll talk next week purely about the pipes of Walt Disney World and Disneyland. In the meantime, let's get Butch on the phone in just a minute. Craftsmanship, history, tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany, Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Baron Tobacco Company, and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose-cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of Modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. This is Internet Radio. Please welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, PipesMagazine.com's one of the one of the newest contributors, and besides uh, besides being into outdoors stuff, he's a writer, a musician, and a uh, pipe smoker as well. So please welcome Marshall Butch Armstrong. Butch, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let let's go back and start at the beginning. Where'd you where'd you grow up and then what got you into pipe smoking? Okay. I have uh I was born and raised in uh, southern Minnesota and um uh, lived for a short while in uh, North Carolina and Massachusetts as a young adult, but uh uh I always came came back to Minnesota. I just kinda love it here, I guess. You gotta um, like I said, where I was born and raised. Um, I started smoking when I was a kid, and uh, um, a friend of mine bought me a pipe in 1980. I think I was about uh, 22, I think. And uh, so him and I smoked for a while, and I bought a couple other pipes, and we smoked for a while. But uh, being young, you know, at that time, it, uh, it wasn't cool to smoke pipes. So I kind of put them away for for a while and occasionally got them out and smoked over the years but uh i have um in the interest of uh, uh stop stopping to smoke cigars i have really taken up uh, my pipes again uh within the last year or so for uh, for, uh, for much more seriously do you remember what the uh, what your first pipe was and the first pipe tobacco um, you know, I don't remember the first pipe tobacco, but I still have the first two pipes. I have the the pipe that my friend uh, bought for me 
Um, it, uh, it was a no-name uh, Italian briar pipe that was uh, carved in the head of an um, Aztec Indian. <laughs> and then, uh, and then when I uh, when I bought a pipe for myself, I bought a Meerschaum uh, carved head Meerschaum pipe. Still have both of them. Now, so you said you, you went off into you, you got into cigar smoking, and was your cigar smoking was that a daily regular habit? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, smoke every day, um, and uh, just thinking um, the expense. And and uh, and all of that, and and I just decided I wanted to uh, to get away from that, uh, and kind of maybe keep that as a treat to uh, have once in a while. But uh, I won't smoke my pipes pretty regular, rather than the cigars. Now I've I've talked in the past about the difference in cost of smoking a pipe versus smoking cigars, and about how much a day do you think you were spending on cigars? Um, well, it depends on the the quality of the cigar. I suppose a lot of times I'll smoke uh, cheap ones for five bucks a piece just to just to have one to smoke. But I mean, uh, some of them get up there in the in the teens and twenties, you know, depending on the quality. But uh, on average, probably about five to ten dollars a day. Yeah, so five to ten dollars a day on cigars. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a that's a good chunk of. Uh, tobacco right there it is yeah and and for uh you know for a cigar that will last you you know three quarters of an hour to an hour or so and that's it so i mean comparatively speaking the pipe tobacco is a lot cheaper and the variety in pipe tobacco that you can buy is just enormous so uh there's a whole you know world of things to uh to discover out there with pipe tobacco for you, what is the what's the difference in the experience of smoking a pipe versus smoking a cigar? Uh, boy, you know that's, that's a tough question. Um, I like I like smoking cigars, and uh, and so you know it's not not been real easy to to go away from them towards pipe smoking. Um, but I uh, it's it's. Uh, simpler and easier to smoke a cigar um just cut off the end and light it up and away you go you know with pipe smoking of course you have to you know get out your tobacco pipe it you know pack it tamp it light it tamp it again light it you know so there's you know there's more involved in smoking a pipe um uh, more to think about than smoking cigars so it's just a difference in in you know what it is a guy likes i guess all right, now let's go back to you personally because not only are you a writer, but you're also a musician. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering did the music come first or did the writing come first? Oh, music definitely, yeah. Um, I learned to play the drums when I was 13. And um, I, uh, my, my grandfather bought me a Montgomery Ward's drum set. <laughs> and uh, wow. I... I I beat the crap out of those things for two solid years and then uh, got into a rock band when I was 15 and uh, played uh, played music for, you know, quite a, quite a few years back then in different bands and with different people. And um, Today I'm, I do mostly hand percussion. I play uh, a variety of drums from uh, 
Cuban, African, Arabian, uh, Irish drums, and all the different styles of music that go along with those. So what what kind of music were the original bands that you were in? Um, you know, mostly classic, what you would call classic rock today. Um, I was 13 and 69, so I was, uh, when I was supposed to be uh, sleeping, I was listening to uh, underground radio when I was 13, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, Janis Joplin, stuff like that. And then as I got older, my tastes changed, you know, and uh, I played uh, a lot of, a lot of, a huge variety of, uh, of different, mostly rock music when I was young. So you go from that to all the different, all the different kinds of rhythm instruments and the different uh, cultural rhythm instruments too. Right. Yeah. I just uh, uh, um, when I was a teenager in in high school, like I said, I was 13 and 69. So if you're familiar with the um, rock music of the time, it was it was. Um, very uh, it was all very new you know the, the groups were coming as fast as you could uh, uh, count and uh, and all the, all the different stuff as I got a little older into high school um, then uh, um, southern rock started to get popular with uh, you know Allman Brothers Band Leonard Skinner and groups like that so I got interested in that and then as like I said as an adult now I've branched out and I'm really really very interested in a lot of different types of ethnic music. I, um, I like Irish music, uh, Irish traditional music. As a matter of fact, I play a drum called the Boron, which, um, which I, uh, there's a group of musicians in my area here that get together and play Irish traditional music all the time. Yeah, not exactly something you're going to hear on, uh, on Top 40 radio now, but wow. Yeah, exactly, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and, and you're always uh, you're always learning something new. Um, new, like for the drum, it's uh, the rhythms involved. Uh, your average uh, rock song on the radio is played in four-four time, and uh, um, the, with Irish music specifically, um, we play rhythms of um, six-eight time and nine-eight time, so it uh, can get really complicated. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know math was going to be involved in tonight's show. Otherwise, I would have brushed <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now you you're also writing. So when did the when did the writing come in, and what kind of writing are you doing? Um, I started writing really seriously about three years ago, four maybe four years ago. Uh, um, I've always been interested in poetry. Um, but um, I have never been interested in in classic poetry. Um, I can read you a little blurb from the back of of one of my books here if you're interested in that. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, the back cover of my, my first uh, poetry book uh, says this. It says, if you were like me when you were forced to read Trilly Love Sonnets in high school English class, you wanted to poke your eyes out with a pencil. Well, not really, but it seemed like it, and yet I was intrigued by it. I knew that poetry could be enjoyable if it was done right. So I've always been interested in um, alternative forms of poetry, free verse, and uh, um, like the, what they call the beat poets from the 60s era, things like that. So, 
So, you, so that's when I started. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so you truly are a Renaissance man of music, poetry, writing, and uh, pipe smoking, and now and you also have a regular job too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a medical lab technician. Because yeah, uh, poetry doesn't pay the bills. No, <laughs> and neither does writing or music. Yeah. Uh, have you ever done any uh, any writing specifically that for pipes or cigar related? Um, I have a blog um, that I uh, have been writing on for the last couple of years. It's called The Window, and um, on the blog, it uh, I have a page that's called Smoking, um, and I write uh, articles on there about cigars and pipes and my experiences with different. Uh, cigars, pipe tobacco, pipes, that kind of thing. And so that uh, I, I post on that page. Yeah, I try to get on there once a week, but it doesn't always work out. So I probably get a new article on there about once every couple of weeks or so. I, I, I like one line from the blog. It says, give me the tobacco fool. I've had enough of this. I will slice you from head to toe. <laughs> yeah, that was my latest uh, dream sequence I put on there. Yeah, and it's got uh, it's got Barbara Eden, so <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you can't go wrong with that. So there, there's a little teaser for people to go to your website, which is MarshallButchArmstrong.com, and it's spelled out completely correctly with no tricky little uh, things in it. So <laughs> sitting around for the holidays, and you got some free time, go check out the website. Uh, real quickly before we go to the break, I'm also interested in the essential oils. So oh, give, yeah, yeah. Give me, give, um, that's pretty much my... I'm sorry? Yeah, give me the details. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty much my wife's uh, category. Um, however, um, I help her sell them. It's, uh, the, uh, the brand name is doTERRA, and um, they have a lot of products, uh, essential oils, and uh, products with essential oils in them. And we, we try to use natural products in our lives uh, to try and you know keep chemicals out of us if we possibly can and so a lot of uh, helpful benefits to using uh, essential oils as as opposed to pharmaceuticals we're going to take a break right here when we come back more uh, pipe smoking discussion with butch so stay with us we'll be back in just a minute The Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal low country, it's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid-1800s, and in that time we've perfected a variety of blends. The Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Periques, or unique aromatics, we've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco, blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco, it's what we do. Stop by CornellAndDeal.com. 
I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with Butch, who also, and I guess it's because of the area in Minnesota that you live in, you're a, you're a bit of an outdoorsman, too. A little bit, yeah. I, um, I live, like I said, I live in the country, and uh, about three and a half miles outside of town, um, I take my dog for a walk every day, which, uh, which gives me a chance to smoke my pipes. I don't smoke indoors. Um, I have a, a very large husky Malamute, and uh, we for a good lunting every uh, every morning if I can, and um, and uh, around here we have a lot of lakes, so we uh, my wife and I kayak, and I like to fly fish, and uh, and uh, just whatever gets us outside, we love it out there. Do you do any ice fishing? I don't. Uh, my son is pretty heavily into ice fishing, and he keeps trying to get me to go. Um, but, but as a as a fly fisherman, if you're familiar with fly fishing, it's a it's a very active fishing sport. You're constantly casting your line, pulling your line in, casting again, and so ice fishing, you know, involves drilling a hole through the frozen lake, sitting there with a line in the water, and just waiting for something to come along and bite on it. And I'm bored in about five minutes, so I don't do much of it. Every time I've seen ice fishing, it seems like a guy's excuse to go hide and drink beer. <laughs> yeah, there. I tell you what, there are some elaborate ice fishing houses. We have we have some very large lakes in Minnesota, and um, there are people that have built ice fishing houses that have bunk beds and big screen TVs in them satellite dishes the whole bit and they'll spend a week out on some of the big lakes as a as a regular vacation um ice fishing drinking beer watching the football games you know right out on the frozen lake i have no problem doing that except for being on the ice in the frozen lake i'd <laughs> i could be in a hotel room and do that just fine <laughs> yeah for for people who've never done it it can be a little unnerving but uh you get used to it it's not too bad all of our lakes freeze in the wintertime, and uh, by January we can drive on them. Um, we have uh, snowmobile races and, uh, and uh, um, ice fishing all over. It's, uh, it's a regular pastime in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's why I live in the south. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so when you got back into, when you picked up the pipe again, uh what did you did you start doing any research? Did you have any help with uh, with picking up the pipe and finding your uh, finding your way on pipe smoking? Um, yeah, I have a friend. Uh, his name is Ted Vig. He's uh, uh, been a friend of mine for for quite a number of years, and he's an avid pipe smoker. And um, he uh, kind of helped me along a little bit because when I 
when I was, when I first started smoking probably was back in 1980, and you know, and I think we probably smoked pouch tobacco that you buy in the drugstore, yeah. and um, and uh, you know, so today, I mean, there is so there's so much out there that I didn't uh, know much about. So I, I've been smoking for about the past year or so, and uh, Ted gave me uh, quite a few uh, quite a few hints on good stuff to try. Did you try every style of tobacco, aromatic, Virginia, English? Yeah, I have. Um, I've got, uh, I did a, my uh, um, latest article on Pipes Magazine is about the Virginias, or I taught uh, four different styles of Virginia and smoked nothing but Virginias for two weeks straight um, just to, you know, really get into the nuances of the flavors and stuff. And uh, so I've got those, and um, I've got uh, several aromatics and um, a couple of different uh, Balkans, and, and uh, I like them all. You know, and I'm, I think I've got a, I think uh, my favorite is the Balkans so far. Uh, but you know, that changes with time, maybe. Do you think it also changes with the weather for you? Hmm. You know. I, I don't know. I the uh, the Balkans that I have a couple of different uh, Balkans that I've got are pretty uh, heavily uh, Latakia laden and um, and they smoke just as well in the summer as the winter for me anyway. When you're out fly fishing, do the heavy do the heavy English or the heavy Latakia blends help keep the mosquitoes and the bugs away from you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the smoke is great for that because we have quite a mosquito crop here in Minnesota in the summertime. So anytime you can smoke outside in the summer, it helps a lot. Uh, the other article that you did for Pipes Magazine was uh, entitled Smoking Outdoors in Minnesota. So mm -hmm. any tips for those of us that can't smoke indoors and the weather's now cold and we want to get out and still be able to puff away? Well, one of the best things I think is is taking a walk because uh, um, if you're moving, you're going to stay warmer. Um, and uh, in in Minnesota, especially, the weather can be dangerous. Um, our temperatures quite oftentimes plummet well below zero. And, and as a matter of fact, last winter we had 40 days during the winter with um, below zero temperatures at some point during the day. Hmm. Um, so to stay moving is is uh, definitely a great idea when you're outside and it's cold because you'll generate your own heat. So uh, I, I highly recommend if you want to smoke outside and it's cold, take a walk. Have you ever had a problem getting a pipe lit outside in the cold? Mm, only in the wind, you know. Um, usually what I'll do is uh, uh, Sophie and I get ready to take our walk. I'll go outside and I'll just go into my garage and light it up and uh, get it going good and then i've got a wind cap you know that pop on the top and uh and then go and uh if it goes out while i'm walking if there's a wind i'm not going to get it lit again until i get back but uh, uh it just depends on the day and now you keep your pipes indoors where where it's heated right has there been an issue yet with taking a pipe from the warmth of indoors to lighting it in the garage and going out into the sub the the below freezing temperatures and puffing on no, the thing. No, not really, not really. Because uh, as soon as I get it lit, you know it's going to be warm, so uh, it's not really exposed to to the cold for for very long. 
And, um, you know, uh, we talked about my being a drummer is something that you really have to be concerned about is, is the temperature variations with wood because it can really affect wood very much. But um, in smoking my pipes, I don't know, they stay pretty warm, you know, because you're smoking it. So it doesn't seem to be a problem. So it doesn't doesn't change shapes like the drum heads do the minute you get them out into no. the cold. No, not really. You can always see the drummers out out on a cold concert. They're trying to warm their heads so that they can tune them correctly. Exactly. Yeah, especially if you have natural skin heads, um, which I do on all of my drums um, because they really are affected badly by the temperature. So on an on an average day, you're getting maybe one bowl or or two bowls a day. Yeah, usually, yeah. What I have time for. And are you smoking? Uh, are you smoking different types of tobaccos on each bowl, or are you working through one open can? Or well, I kind of have a, a habit of of getting on something and sticking with it. So right now, I'm enjoying the Balkan blends that I've got. And, um, uh, I don't know, one day I'll be looking in my tobacco cabinet and I'll go, oh, well, hey, there's that cherry blend. I better have some of that. And the next thing you know, I'll be smoking them for a couple of weeks. So after a year now of smoking a pipe, uh, how many pipes do you own? I have, well, let me take a look. I can't remember for sure. And don't worry, your wife's uh, not listening, so... 1, And what is it that appeals to you about the the pipes? What what's made you pick out the ones that you own? Uh, you know, I like uh, traditional shapes. Um, I like billiards, and um, I, I really like billiards a lot. So a lot of them that I had bought or a billiard shape. I kind of like the apple. Like I have one here that's a half-bent apple. It's really a nice, really a nice flowing lines. I just, I look at the, I look at the lines. Um, the aesthetics of it are, are important to a certain extent. I don't look at the things that are, I don't look for things like a really, really fancy style pipe, but I look at the lines of how it was carved. And uh, those kind of things appeal to me pretty well. I think that's really cool, and probably one of the things that's fun about pipe smoking is that here you are, somebody who writes poetry and is into esoteric uh, esoteric rhythm instruments, but yet very yet likes very classic traditional pipes. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Um, they just, uh, the, like I said, the billiard style really appeals to me. I've got one Canadian. Uh, pipe that is probably my second most favorite pipe and it's a no-name Canadian that I picked up in a in an antique store and that I I talked them down from $30 to $15 and uh, it's I really love this pipe it's really nice (laughs) Uh, and living where you do do you do you get much of a chance at all to get into a tobacco shop or are you uh ordering most of your tobaccos online? Um, I have to go up to uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul to find a pipes tobacco shop. Um, around here we have tobacco shops, but it's uh, 
you know, cigarettes, e-cigarettes and all of that. And um, um, there is one shop in town here that has a really nice humidor where they got a, a lot of nice cigars, but um, almost nothing for pipe tobacco. So, But we've got uh, several nice uh, um, uh, pipe and tobacco stores in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul that I visit on a semi-regularly basis. Now, do you work up in... Minneapolis, or do you have to make a special trip up there? No, I have to make a special trip. Yeah, so uh, I will, uh, um, if, if I'm going to go, I will uh, have several different things on my agenda so that I can, uh, uh, so that I don't have to drive. It's, it's more than 50 miles to downtown Minneapolis, St. Paul, so it's a, it's a well-thought-out trip. <laughs> and, and from talking to you, not much desire to go into the big city either. Not really, no. I mean, I can, you know, I can drive up there, and it doesn't bother me too much. It's just, uh, I don't know, when I, when I leave farm country here, I just start getting itchy to get back. <laughs> uh, can you give us any uh, sneak peeks or any tidbits on articles that you're working on for uh, in the future for Pipes Magazine? Um, yeah, I have one that I'm going to uh, submit here pretty quick um we have in uh in the twin cities area we have the great northern pipe club and um i went to uh, visit them a little while back and uh had a really nice time and um i'm gonna write an article about that that'll be fun because it's also hard to find a place to smoke indoors in uh in the twin cities it is it is and i talk about that in uh in uh, the article about um, pipe clubs uh, supporting brick-and-mortar stores. Um, quite oftentimes you have, I don't want to give too much away about what I've written about, but uh, quite oftentimes you have pipe clubs, and, and you know, this is pretty normal, pipe clubs, uh, the guys and gals uh, um, trade back and forth, sell back and forth, and, um, and, and get, you know, work their deals with the people that they know in the pipe club and then kind of end up neglecting the, the brick and mortar, uh, pipe and tobacco shops. So, uh, it's, um, I talk about that in the article. We have that to look forward to plus two articles on, on the uh, website right now for you to check out immediately. So let's wrap this up with the uh, fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer. Just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Sure. What is your favorite pipe? My favorite pipe is my K. Woody Mandarin. And what is your favorite tobacco? Right now I'd have to say uh, Balkan Supreme. And your favorite drink? Favorite drink? Tea at the moment. (laughs) Hot tea now and cold tea during the summertime? There you go. See, there is something that changes. Yeah. Uh, when it's time to relax, is it a book, a movie, or music? Um, usually a book. Um, I rarely ever watch television. Do you so even, book there or possibly some music? Do you even get television where you live? <laughs> oh, I guess we've got satellite dishes now, so. Never. Oh yeah, you're a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we actually have satellite dish. And the last question, do you have a particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory? Um, you know, uh, when I talked about earlier, my uh, my uh, friend um, 
gave me a pipe for my birthday in 1980, and uh, I, I him and I went, uh, kind of went our separate ways, you know, because of life and circumstances or whatever. And I just saw him again uh, for the first time in, in many years. And I bought that pipe along with me and uh, showed it to him. And uh, and uh, he was pretty surprised that I still had it. And, uh, that was the first first pipe I ever owned was given to me as a gift. So it's something I've, uh, I've remembered ever since. Your website is marshallbutcharmstrong.com, writingonpipesmagazine.com. How can somebody get a hold of you if they've got a question for you? Um, I've got an email, um, and I had it listed on the on the website, but my email is marshallarmstrong31 at gmail.com. So they can go to the website, check out all the stuff, email you any questions, and look forward to all your writing showing up on pipesmagazine.com. There you go. Butch, thank you very much for your time. Happy holidays to you and your family. Thanks, Brian. The same to you. Bye now. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical. A tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented perfect match system. Try it at SutliffTobacco.com. Go to SutliffTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. There's nothing quite like a good book or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. Don't forget to check pipesmagazine.com for uh, weekly updates on new content and, of course, the forums. And, of course, it's also a great place to leave a comment about the radio show. Uh, While you're doing that, hey, ratings and reviews on iTunes, we appreciate those. And on Stitcher and any other place. And uh, if you're on any other forums, tell them about the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, recently, and in fact this morning, it was announced that, uh, hey, fellow uh, fellow enjoyer of the briar, Stevie Ray Vaughan will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. So we're going to deviate a little bit from all the holiday music and go to a Stevie Ray Vaughan piece called, uh, what's it called? Wait a second here. It's called Couldn't Stand the Weather. And uh, more music coming up in a little bit, too. So here's uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan heading into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
Yeah, I too love this time of the year because I get to wear jackets, but uh, don't like it when it gets too cold, so I guess you could say I uh, can't stand the weather either. You've got mail. Let's do a real quick, quick, quick mailbag here real quick, and then we'll get on with the show. Uh, Dave in LAX writes, Chuck is a great guy and collector. I'm a charter PNT subscriber. We are very lucky to have a glossy magazine dedicated to our esoteric interests. Yes, Dave, we are very lucky to have a glossy magazine, and we need to make sure and support it. Uh, Zach asked, any chance we could see some pictures of his pipe tamper collection? I've sent that along to Chuck, and uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll do an article about it and do something else. Uh, maybe bring it out to an- another couple of pipe shows. Uh, Rev Pipe says, great interview. Lots that was educational and entertaining. The Mark Twain quotes were especially good. Uh, Voorhees said, another great show. I will be looking into a PNT magazine subscription. That would be great. As for the Twisted Sister Christmas selection, you either get it or you don't. I'm a child of the 80s metal and hair bands. I get it. We're not going to take it. Thanks, Brian. That's exactly it. The idea with the music is, hey, you either get it or you don't. And uh, variety is the spice of life. Uh, Speaking of variety as the spice of life, let me just wish... All of my Jewish brethren, a uh, happy and joyous Hanukkah, which begins tonight for eight festive nights. And along that beat, let's uh, also celebrate a rockin' Hanukkah. So here you go.
For me, a rockin' Hanukkah, rockin' holidays, rockin' Christmas, and a rockin' New Year. Oh, that's uh, Dick Clark's thing. Uh, but rockin' everything to all of you. Kevin, keep the uh, Kid Rock queued up. I'm gonna do a rant rave all at the same time. See if I can pull this one off in just a minute. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs, comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. Cup of Joe's, a name you know, a name that you trust for all your tobacco needs. Exclusive pipes, pipe tobacco, accessories, pipe stands, and so much more. Cup of Joe's is the one place you can go and take care of every single one of your tobacco purchases. Fast shipping, friendly, professional service. One site, cupofjoes.com. And coming soon, their new line of smoking man pipes, cupofjoes.com. Quality products and extraordinary prices. all at the same time let's see if i can do this we'll start the rant first so my son graduated from college on saturday yeah on saturday emotional time happy time wonderful celebration well here's the rant part he decorated his uh graduation hat uh, the mortar board the cap on top of it with a uh, with some colorful paper and some disney related stuff and he put on there that he's going to disney world Well, the reason he put on that is because he's going into the Disney College program where he's going to work down in Orlando for four and a half months and live right nearby. And he's going there with a group of kids that uh, Disney does this all the time. Anyway, one of the kids that's in the college program with him and on this Facebook page with him where he shared a picture of his graduation hat all decorated and ready to go found it highly offensive and went on this long-winded tirade about how the graduation is a somber and blah 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 blah, blah ceremony and shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be using comics and stuff like that anyway to her i say bite me the graduation is for him he worked his ass off for four and a half years he can do what he wants with his graduation hat in fact he doesn't even have to walk on the stage and if you don't like it keep your mouth shut so there you go 
there's the rant part, the rave part. At the, ceremony, at the graduation ceremony, they had a master's degree candidate who was one of the speakers. And I can't remember his name, and I can't find my notes about it anyway, but he gave a wonderful speech to everybody that I want all of us to do, which is to keep an eye on the past, keep an eye on the future, but keep your feet firmly planted in the moment. Yeah, firmly planted in the moment. And I go back to my Disney Tobacchiana collection. No, I can't create the tobacco shop again, but hey, you know what? I can still celebrate it and enjoy it, but live in the moment. And I did that during the entire graduation ceremony. I lived in the moment, and I don't care what anybody was wearing on their graduation hat, even the kid that had the uh, grapes and glasses, uh, the fake glasses of wine up on his hat. I thought that was great. That's what you want to do with your graduation. Hey, more power to you. All right, there we go. Wrapped up that show. Uh, Next week, next week, Christmas, all kind of Christmas themed, and I'll get back into my uh, Disney Tobacchiana collection. So I hope you're all having a wonderful holiday season. Hope the weather's not too cold for you. Uh, Make sure and share the Pipes Magazine radio show with all your friends. So with that being said, thank you to all of you for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company, and until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to Celebrity voices are impersonated. Playing the part of Kevin Godby was Ted Lang, the bartender from The Love Boat.